0: The holidays are a time to feel and create joy. And what could be more joyous than the look on her face as she unwraps a stunning new jewelry piece from Blue Nile?
1: How about getting 50% off your purchase? Blue Nile offers premium quality, priced below traditional retail. Their online experts are available 24-7 to answer any questions. And make sure you've picked the perfect gift. For a limited time, you can get 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's 50% off at BlueNile.com.
2: Hey Reese,
1: Bibbs, put the game on man, I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight man, Mavs Outsiders Podcast, y'all know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen welcome back to a new edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast now, I know we gave y'all a free episode in the middle of the week. But this is uh, a middle of the, uh, I said middle of the week. We just, see, I'm tired, right? This is, (laughs) this is my, this is my uh, tired Bibbs moment. Okay. So I know we gave y'all episode in the middle of the week, but this is our weekly regular episode. I'm joined as always by my uh, previously mentioned co-host, Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs. Find him at Bibbs Corner. <laughs> Bibbs Corner on Twitter, Bibbs Corner Podcast, where you find your podcast. Uh, we leaving the personal Instagram and personal Twitter out.
0: Yeah, you can do that. You can, you can leave that out.
1: Leave that out. Got you. Uh, I am Maurice Williams, aka Reese, aka Mind of Reese everywhere. Mind of Reese on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, where you find your podcasts, all of that. Brother, how you feeling? I mean, we, we spoke, you know we obviously we text obviously we spoke thursday three days ago because of the deadline so actually i usually ask how you feeling just to get this quickly out of the way between thursday and now how do you feel have your feelings about the trade changed
0: so my feelings about the trade itself have not changed one bit um however the reaction online to the trade has triggered me in many ways but we can get into that later in the podcast
1: okay i feel like that has a lot to do with not if yes the agenda thing that you mentioned does that have anything to do with it (laughs)
0: I mean, that's a little bit of a teaser, but yes, we definitely about to address this agenda. I,
1: I said nod if yes that way, so they won't know. But anyway, you didn't pick up on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to mention the teaser anyway, so.
1: Uh, my my opinion on it has not changed. Um, I'm carrying this, how I carried the Jason Kidd hire. Uh, I came on here every week and I said, am I okay with it? No, but he's here now, so I'm going to give him a chance. Huh? Obviously, you know, the, the episode did very well it's in our top five in three days Crazy. shout out to everybody that showed love not only did y'all show love and listen to it y'all tweeted about it on the timeline got engagement uh got the word out there word of mouth is everything so we greatly appreciate it 400 something people listened which means 400 something people heard me trash this trade which means <laughs> if this trade turns out being great and spence and even Bertons or one of the other ends up playing great for us then i'm gonna have people saying oh what do you think about the trade now i'm just gonna <laughs> let y'all know right now you're not gonna be able to do that with me because i don't want these guys to be bad for us that's dumb i'm just you know on the surface didn't look good but my thoughts haven't changed but i'm having an open mind especially after the game last night oh man but we'll get to that uh before we get to last night's game, let's start at the beginning of the week. On Tuesday, we played the Detroit Pistons at home. This has been a long, uh, long homestand that we've had. I don't know how we got so lucky, uh, <laughs> but we are going into a long road uh, road trip. So, started off Detroit. We went, well, they came into Dallas, defeated them 116-86, to 30-point victory. Uh, this was barbecue chicken this was easy food uh like putting noodles in the goddamn microwave quick and easy uh, after a while I was watching it I-, I saw we were blowing them out I said yep time to turn something else on uh <laughs> this what I'm pretty sure this was a game neither of us were really worried about is Detroit with all due respect to Detroit they suck so uh, if we did lose this game, we would probably be spending like an extra five minutes talking about why we shouldn't have lost. But yeah. Easy victory here. Great showing by Luca. Great showing by the starting lineup. Uh Trey Burke with eighteen off the bench. Uh an efficient eighteen shooting seven for twelve, four for six from three. Uh everybody that needed to step up stepped up. And then some. Uh, and it resulted in thirty point victory. Any thoughts on the game or
0: uh, no, I mean, you, you pretty much hit most of it. Definitely don't want to spend too much time on this one, but uh, it felt good, again, to, to play a trash opponent and treat them like a trash opponent. Absolutely. Uh, we took care of business in this one in three quarters. I think Luka and Brunson, I don't think they really uh, played much in the fourth, if at all. Uh, Burke had 18 points in 21 minutes off the bench. Uh, Maxi came back in this game, uh, been out for a little while and uh you know i put in my notes that moses brown played in this game for the first time in 13 games but uh (laughs) that's not really that significant right now um the only other thing i wanted to say is you know i've been hearing about sadiq bay for for years and eons and ages uh so i I, since y'all love sadiq bay so much let's look at what he did in 31 minutes three points three boards six assists a steal and a block he was one for 11 from the field one for seven from three uh, you know, I don't have any animosity towards Sadiq Bey. Uh, I wish him the best, but um, I, I appreciate him coming out there and showing you all what a bad game looks like from Sadiq Bey. And it this happens pretty often for him, but for whatever reason, fans like to focus on when he has a good game and talk about how we should have drafted him over Josh. And again, he could very well be a much better player than Josh Green at the end of the day when his rookie contract is up, when decisions are being made. But... You know, y'all are overhyping this dude. He's not established. He's not out here killing every night. He has games like this all the time where he's just putting up bricks. And he gets to do that because his team is ass and they give him all the minutes anyway. He, he can go out there and chunk up anything all the time with no consequences. So that's why every now and then he's going to have a good, a good game. You know, he is a professional basketball player at the end of the day. Um, I just had to get that off my chest real quick.
1: Um. Yeah, I understand that Uh I do believe that Sadiq Bey is better than Josh Green right now Uh I don't know anybody that would tell you different But, I mean, I'm, I'm past the point It's been two fucking years Like, I'm not about to be like Oh, we didn't draft this Who gives a shit? We have who we so have old. It, it's it, So it, old get, get over it Especially, the Desmond, especially with Desmond Bane and Sadiq <laughs> Bey Like, oh my god uh, Like, get over it, please Like, y'all sound like bitter exes Josh Green, and, and you know what bothers me? You mentioned something, and this is the last thing I'll say. It's not even about the Detroit game. It's about Josh Green. Right. I've been meaning to say this for a while now. You say that people only seem to mention when Sadiq Bey has good games. People do the same thing with Josh Green and vice versa. But Josh Green fans. will have good games and... I'll barely hear people in the timeline or people will say, you know, oh, he's having a good game or the people that doubted him will give him credit, but not necessarily say they were wrong. But as soon as he has a bad game, they're saying, see, I told you this dude couldn't play basketball. Like, come on, man. Yeah. That's corny. Let's not do that.
0: He's right. ours. He's a kid. <laughs> you know, I, I personally, like, I'm, I'm very harsh to the established players, but I'm very easy on the kids because they have to learn and grow and the more confidence that is instilled in them the better it is and I know Josh Green reads Twitter (laughs) first of all that's that's one huge part of it so I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing my part I should say to not add to any negativity that he's dealing with because he's a Dallas Maverick and I want the best for him and the best for him is the best for us
1: absolutely so coming out of Detroit uh Well not coming out of Detroit Detroit leaving Dallas And there's another team coming in town For a double header Not a back to back but a double header The Los Angeles Clippers Our old friends Our old rivals First game was on Thursday Defeated them 112 to 105 Luka got the news of KP being traded And the boy went stupid 51 points 9 rebounds 6 assists 1 steal 1 block 17 of 26 from the field efficient as hell 7 of 14 from the three-point line and 10 of 14 from free throw range career high in points almost got the uh franchise record for points but did not achieve it but this is tough because he has so many but you can argue this is lucas best game
0: ever it it was a Luca master class it like you see, the 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 three point percentage, fifty percent, the free throw percentage, I think was uh close to like seventy. Um, not maybe not quite. So you know, yeah. 71%. Well, 70. Okay. So yeah, so I mean, like you see, it's pretty much a perfect game from them almost. I don't know what the turnovers look like, but the Clippers play us a certain way. Uh, and it leads to Luca having to do a lot because what if for whatever reason Jalen Brunson can't really get his game off. So Luca ends up either having to score everything or set everybody up because nobody else is able to create. The Clippers are built; they're like they have like seven, six, five to six, nine type of guys that they play all the time, and so it, it causes problems for the offense that we want to run.
1: Yeah, this uh, is a wing-heavy team for sure.
0: So you know, Luca coming out, I, I had to tweet before the game. Uh, I think I can't remember what SJ said, but I responded, "Now nah, these boys are happy about this trade." Everybody looked loose before the game in the warm-ups. I was looking at him. DFS got his extension, 55 mil. He was cheesing the whole time, dapping people up, hugging. Um, the the mood and the vibes like didn't look like the team had just surprisingly traded their second-best player. It looked like you know, that annoying co-worker that we had in the office is gone, and let's go hoop. And that's what they did, man.
1: Facts. Uh, Jalen Brunson did have a rough game, like you mentioned. Uh, one thing about the Clippers They have done it multiple times this season They're never out of it No matter how big the lead is No matter how comfortable you feel you should never feel comfortable in the driver's seat Against the Los Angeles Clippers You have to keep your foot on their necks And sometimes even when you keep your foot on their necks They're strong enough to get it up off you So uh, The 112-105 score Does seem pretty close But to be quite honest, for most of this game, it didn't feel that close. The way Luka played, I never really felt like we were in jeopardy of losing this game. Uh, but the Clippers did. I don't want to say gave me a scare, but they had some fight left in them. Uh, and that showed in the second game of the doubleheader where we lost to the Los Angeles Clippers. Ninety nine to ninety seven. Uh Came down to a last Minute heave by Luca. It was missed I said on the timeline Go for three Don't go into overtime Give the ball to Luca. I'll live with whatever shot we get And I meant it I'm not taking it back Could we have gotten a better shot? Sure, maybe we could have Called the timeout Got a better look From the out-of-bounds play But You got the ball to your best player He got a look that he liked, I guess We live with it It's okay Uh we didn't come out 3 and 0, but we came out 2 1. Uh, Luca had another great game. 45 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. Shot 15 of 33 from the field this time. 45%, but still not bad. 6 of 13 from 3, still fantastic. 9 of 13 from the free throw line. Uh, Jalen Brunson played better this game, putting up 22 points. 8 of 17. 4 of 7 from 3, 2 of 4 from the free throw line. Uh... It was a few issues I had with this game Sometimes uh, I tweeted that Sometimes I'm stuck between Luka doing too much and not doing enough Uh, And and it's a It's a really great area Because he'll do it in a game where I see in this game and he's cooking And he's trying to do heat checks And I can't remember what quarter (laughs) it was in But I remember he brought the ball up the court And they were getting the switch On Zubac Consistently, It's like at some point the Clippers just tra- stop trying to stop the switch. So he's getting a switch on Zubak. Obviously, that's what they're hunting. And, you know, he's dribbling. He doesn't get a look he likes. He kicks it to Brunson, and Brunson, Brunson kicks it right back to him. He dribbles again, and it was one point he came up the court and no one touched the ball at all. And I understand you're hot, best player on the team. We know a lot of these guys can't create, but it's not about, one person creating offense is about moving the ball breaking down the defense creating offense for the entire team sometimes and I'm not saying that lost us the game that's that's not the case I'm just saying these are things sometimes that I don't like to see I wish he would get out of this habit Uh, I put that on coaching as well we need coach kid to get him out of these habits but Luke has been doing this for so long it's probably gonna be hard to break but when you're cooking We understand you're cooking, but sometimes when you're that hot, it's probably best not to have the ball in your hand sometimes because the defense is going to have to pay attention to you no matter where you are on the court. Regardless, if you have the ball in your hand or not, you're not a great off ball offensive player, but they have to respect you enough to know where you are on the court at all times. So I'm just saying don't let the ball sit for too long. Don't like to see it. uh I'm okay with this loss. It is what it is. I, I didn't feel a way about it when it happened. I'll live with it. On to the next.
0: So you, you hit on a lot of things. I'm gonna try to remember everything that you mentioned because I wanted to touch on a few of them. um First of all, you know we got the loss. I, I pre- came into the week I predicted we would split. It, it's hard to beat a good team twice. Uh well-coached team, uh, Tai Liu probably one of the best coaches in the league i think that's i don't know i don't think that's debatable at this point top five and he like i said he played he he knows how to play luke um and that sounds weird to say seeing that we we cooked them to the tune i think he's averaging like 36 points a game against them but what i mean by that is that first of all he has the length so if Brunson gets the ball and tries to make something happen they got guys digging on him. Like it's difficult for Brunson to create against this team. He's already not the greatest at, at creating, but it's incredibly difficult for him to create against this team because they play you straight up. They don't come over and double team. They are they are trusting their defenders to do their job. And when they do come off their man, they're coming off with a purpose. They're not just leaking off casually. Uh, they're very disciplined defensively. But Luca is so great that he's able to cook these guys one-on-one. He's huge. So if there's a smaller guy on him, he can bully him. If there's a bigger guy on him, he can get blow by him. And if they're the same size, then he can, again, figure out how to manipulate him to get whatever shot he wants to get off. And he's, again, one of the best players in the league. He's, he's going to cook in that scenario where you're allowing him to play one-on-one. But that is also the smart way to play him. Uh, It reminds me of coach Popovich and how he used to coach and like, let the one guy go off and shut down everybody else. If he scores a hundred points and beats us, then it is what it is. But we're not going to allow him to go out there and get his game off while also getting his teammates involved. Uh, And so, and and there was a lot of stuff, you know what? I'm going to save it for the agenda part. The second thing you said was about Luca's decision-making Luca in this game reminded me that he's young And this is the same problem I have with Donovan Mitchell. They have you have to, as a player, figure out as a player, shout out the art, uh, (laughs) figure out how to pick your spots. And that's something that young players struggle with usually. And this is why I say like you're not really in your prime till you're in your upper 20s.
1: Yeah.
0: Luca had a hard time picking his spots. There were times where he would get to the hole. And instinctively looked to pass to somebody because, you know, he he felt probably like he was hogging the ball. He wanted to get other people involved. But if you're one-on-one and the guys aren't coming off their men, nobody is open. So he had a lot of stupid turnovers and situations where he was trying to make a pass and there was no pass to make. Uh, there were a couple he threw directly to the defender. And it was like, Luca, shoot the ball, man. Just put it up. They're, they're playing you one-on-one. You're at the rim. Put it up. Until they ch- take that away from you, keep doing it. I don't care how many how who calls you a ball hog at the end of the day. Um, so that's that's one thing I noticed. Um, I can't remember there was something else you said that I wanted to hit. Oh, there were two things I needed to mention. Uh that happened in this game. So actually, Marquise Chris got hurt in the first Clippers game and did not play in this one, which meant we we lacked size in the middle. They definitely took advantage of that. Um Trey Burke got hurt early in the game. I think he only played two minutes. I believe it was a dislocated shoulder. Some people said they saw it pop out. I didn't see all of that, but I knew he was holding it funny as he was walking off. So that could leave him out for a little while. Uh, but that also meant, meant that our one guy off the bench who can do something with the ball comfortably was gone. And the uh, Sterling Brown apparently hasn't been on the injury report, but has not played in these last couple of games either. Uh, and the last part of the KP trade from the previous game was that not only did we lose KP, but we also waived Moses to allow this trade to go through. Then Dinwiddie and Bertans did not play, so we were shorthanded. That left our bench after all the dust settles on the things that I just mentioned as being Maxie, Josh Green, and Frank. They proceeded to shoot two for 14, and score a total of four points off the bench. That's all we got from our bench in this game that we lost by two points. Now you might look at that and say it's a disaster. Panic. Ah. I say we're Dinwiddie and Bertons can play Tuesday, I believe. Plug yeah, Dinwiddie I, and Bertons into that group. It's a completely different story.
1: I mean, I will say this. I was looking and I tweeted out, I said, we have two bench points. And I don't think people knew this because they were tweeting me like, wait, what? Like, we have two bench points. <laughs> and <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was like, man, maybe Spence ain't so bad. But some of his box scores ain't that great either. But I'm going to be honest, it's no way he's he's adding something to that bench.
0: Yeah. Like, it was, we were stretched very thin. Uh, you know, I love Frank, you know, I love Josh, you know, I love Maxie, but they were in brick mode the, the other day. Uh, I had to call them out Interpol, y'all, Y'all let me down on the offensive end. Like they were making plays on defense. They were getting steals. They were, they were making things happen and then going down the other end and, and missing layups. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, shout out to Josh for taking seven shots, even though he missed six of them. Uh, that's, that's promising. He took seven of the 14 shots off the bench. I think Maxie took three and Frank took four uh again they these are things they have to do but hopefully they have to do a little bit less starting on tuesday when spencer Dinwiddie is able to start setting them up which helps them do what they do even more instead of frank having to have the ball in his hands he can catch a shoot which he's been successful at instead of josh having to create off the bounce he can cut and get hit with passes or get, catch alley oops, like he's comfortable doing and then Maxi cannot be the only tall dude that can shoot on the court if he's playing beside Berton. so um i'm excited to see these new dudes plugged in i think that that game kind of highlighted for us that we kind of need some 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 uh additional punch off the bench um but i am worried about our big man depth at the same time with um again kp gone moses gone and now chris hurt as well and it's knee soreness which (laughs) who knows what that means
1: uh yeah right now it's just looking like the dwight powell and maxi Kleba show which as far as big men go I'm not counting Davis-Bertons in that at all. dude. Is a, I respect dude, that. Dude is a small forward. <laughs> a tall forward. Yeah, a tall <laughs> forward. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely looking pretty rough. Um, I don't expect Marquise Chris to miss too much time. But to be honest, even still with Marquise Chris, our quality of depth mm-hmm. at the big man position is not great, especially going into the playoffs where, I mean, granted, we have defended the center position well despite the uh, lack of size we have. But the playoffs is a different beast when you're going Mm -hmm. against guys like Jokic, DeAndre Ayton, Rudy Gobert. uh, Who am I missing? Hell, Stephen Adams.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing. Or or John Moran even because he likes to get inside the paint. Yeah. Yeah. the thing the difference between a regular season matchup and a playoff matchup is a regular season matchup you know you just played two days ago you barely had time to really prepare for this game a playoff matchup coaches are sitting down every night preparing for one team and mm-hmm. they're gonna attack that soft middle every single night and there's not a damn thing we can do about it with our current roster
1: not at all uh, that's something I really wish we could have tried to address at the deadline Um, but maybe nothing was on the table maybe they just didn't care to who knows uh i'm not going to try to speculate on that The trade deadline is over um but the, yeah
0: the only rumor i know for sure is that we were working on something with the raptors i believe it was going to be like dragich boucher and something along those lines for kp and they pulled out at the last minute and i think that might have left us scrambling a little bit because we knew we wanted kp gone um, but I think by that time the package we had with the Wizards might have centered around trying to get Montrez Harrell as well, but but they had already traded him to the Hornets at this point. And <clears throat> so like whatever big men options were out there, we just didn't have time to, to secure I'm curious if they do try to get somebody on the, the buyout market, like a Robin Lopez or whatever the case may be. I, I do think that that is a huge hole in our roster. I think we do need a big body. I mean, I've been screaming it forever, but even now more than ever, we need a man, big man with some cakes.
1: Yeah. I, I, oh my God. You had to add that. Um, I would like a Robin <laughs> Lopez on this team, but I was hearing rumors that the magic wanted a the first round pick for Robin Lopez. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they will be smoking extreme dick if that's the case, but um, <laughs> I would have liked the Daniel Gafford, uh, because I think as far as value goes, he has the lowest value on that Wizards team out of the Bigs, Harold Gafford and Bryant. Um, if there was a way to get him in the deal, you think obviously he has the lowest value. I think so. They,
0: they did just give him an extension.
1: They did. Okay, then maybe Thomas Bryant. Well, and Thomas so Bryant is made, coming off that injury, so yeah. Yeah, Thomas
0: Bryant coming off the injury, and then Harold was expiring. So that was right. the three. They had to make a decision. I guess they chose Harold as the odd man
1: out. But the thing is, they still have three centers because there's no way they're going to play KP exactly. at power forward. Exactly. So, <laughs> so they they really didn't change anything. <laughs> no,
0: they basically just said, Montrez Harold, goodbye. We're going to use KP to be our – I don't know what the Wizards did. I feel like they have a lot of redundancies, and – yeah bertans made the comment that guys were fighting for playing time or like yeah the guys were like battling for playing time so there wasn't really any chemistry because everybody saw everybody else the ops um and they are in the same exact boat except now they have one point guard on their roster and three power forwards and three Two centers. point like, guards who's the other one
1: uh raul Neto and ish smith
0: oh they did get ish in the trade okay yeah so they got two point guards on the roster they pretty much know what their roles are going to be they'll probably split minutes right and then they have Rui Denny um Kyle Kuzma at the power forward and then they have you know like we just said KP Gafford and Thomas Bryant fighting for minutes at the center like they're still in the same boat I expect them to I guess be busy during the draft hopefully or they're going to continue to have the same issues but whatever
1: like I wouldn't have mind sending them a Trey Burke and getting back a Thomas Bryant, just adding that. I don't know how the money would have worked, but adding that to the already the trade we already had. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. doesn't matter now. <laughs> Moving forward, we have the roster that we have, but I hope the Mavs, obviously, I don't think we're going after Dragic. I do believe Nico, when they said that, uh, they say they like the roster set. I, I hope that's not true because, like you said, the buyout, it could be some good bigs in the buyout market. And, uh, Robin Lopez is definitely one of them uh, uh, Under the radar center Who can really get the job done We don't need him to do much We just need him to do what he's good at And that's rebound and play some defense So we'll see moving forward How they handle that But uh, since that's it for the games We're going to take a quick ad break And then the soapbox is back up And Bibbs is on it this week As opposed to me I don't know what he's going to say I'm just as in the dark as y'all So We'll see when we get back. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it not only from your computer, but your phone as well. So you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast, not only to the Spotify platform, every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey Bibbs used it to start his journey We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app Or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started Ladies and gentlemen, we are back It's a joyous occasion. Comes around once a week. Soapbox bibs. What's on the agenda for the day, brother? You got the mic.
0: You did say agenda. Let me get a, let me get my Reese on, get in the mic and like tap it or something so it makes some sounds. So I got the <laughs> <laughs> I got the foam in there, so it might not make no sounds. But uh so since this trade has gone down. You know, I understood people saying, oh, it was a bad trade. Oh, they shouldn't have done it. Oh, they've given up on KP. I had to deal with with Knicks fans talk like, oh, we won the trade because y'all gave up on KP. Man, shut the hell up. Y'all are the 12th team in, in the East. Y'all got bigger problems than worrying about what we doing. OK, I, I if y'all needed to, to escape you alls trash ass situation for like five minutes. And talk about something else. I understand. I get that, right? But we are the five seed in the West. We played 21 games without Kristaps Porzingis. Him coming off the roster is basically, we might as well just pretend he got hurt for the rest of the season. What's the difference? Oh, The difference is we actually got some, some bodies back to replace him. Why are y'all worried about what we doing? Y'all, y'all so focused on your ex. This is his second team since he left. Y'all, y'all still on Facebook stalking his statuses to see what dates he's going on and how he's doing in his relationship. Come on, man, that's pathetic. And, and while I'm on that topic, let me go ahead and address mass fans following Josh Richardson. Leave him alone. He, he's gone. All right. Way too many basketball fans that care about what their ex is doing. They're off your team. Unless they did something completely harmful to you in some way, shape, or form that, that was devastating and you can't get over, just shut up, man. Just move on. Move on with your life. Focus on the team you got in front of you, even if they're the 12th seed in the East. Now, <clears throat> that's one topic. The real thing I wanted to talk about is that one of the reactions to this trade that I was not anticipating, and I probably should have, but it's been quiet out there for this. Is Luca just wants stats? Luca wants to be James Harden. Luca's gonna be James Harden now. The KP is gone. Luca uh just wants to, to score points. He doesn't care about winning. The Mavs aren't gonna get out of their first round. They don't care. Blah 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 blah. What are y'all talking about? I said it earlier. The Clippers play us a certain way. It kind of forces. Luca to have to do everything, right? So, playing the Clippers right after that trade kind of put us in a situation where uh, uh, we're going to have two games in a row where Luca goes off, and people are going to say, This is how Luca wants to play now. KP was already gone. Nothing changed. <laughs> Nothing changed as far as the roster composition with with KP being injured and KP being traded. I don't know how that makes sense to y'all to say that suddenly we're gonna change everything we do because KP is gone. He was already gone. He had not played for five or six games up to that point. What are y'all talking about? I had somebody come in my mentions today um, saying something along the lines of, yeah, but what about all the other games where KP was out, blah, 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 because I had posted the comments saying, you know, I think that that this these two matchups against the Clippers have people talking crazy about Luka, but we'll see him settle back into his own game um, against other teams. Like, it won't look like this every night for the rest of the season. Uh, and somebody tried to challenge me, and I came back, and I was like, we played 17 games this year, or Luca played 17 games this year where KP wasn't there. They had a couple games. I think there were three games where both of them were out. Luca without KP this season is averaging 25.3 points, 8.8 rebounds, and 9.2 assists. Let me say that again. 25.3, 8.8, 9.2. Luca's season averages for the year... This is games with or without KP total are 27.2, 9.1 and 9.1. He literally averages two more points with KP on the court or not. Three tenths of a rebound difference and one tenth of an assist difference. It's literally one shot difference between with or without KP. Again, again, what the fuck are y'all talking about talking out of your asses oh Luca wants this 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 he wants to dominate the ball no he doesn't he wants to pass he wants to set people up in the Clippers game too much so that he was forcing stupid passes when he should have been taking shots if you hate him then hate and continue to hate I appreciate when my guys are hated I love it I I revel in it I enjoy it. Especially when I know you're completely wrong. And this is one of those scenarios. So I, I put my statement out, but I want y'all to continue to hate. Continue to hate and be wrong and loud and, and stupid. Continue to be dumb. On the other side of that is the Mavs fans talking about an MVP push. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Why? Why? Why are we worried about an MVP? What are we doing? That those types of comments feed into that bullshit narrative. That Luca just wants to to be flashy and, and get points and win awards for himself. He's selfish and he doesn't care about winning. That those type of comments feed into that. I could not care less about Luca winning an MVP award ever. unless he puts in the work first, then I might talk start talking about it. Right now, I'm talking about trying to move up the standings in the West. Do not care about that individual award. Do not care about all NBA That does not that's not something that's on my mind. I'm thinking about how the Dallas Mavericks move from here. I'm not thinking about how Luka moves from here. And and, and the accolades he might be able to get from here. Again, nothing has changed besides the fact that KP is no longer in the way to have to figure out how to play around him, how to get him involved. How available is he going to be? I don't have to worry about those things anymore. Besides that, this Dallas Mavericks team has not changed very much. Oh, we also have another ball handler off the bench. So that, that's another change. That could also cut into to Luka having to be on the court so long. Potentially, hopefully. I'm not worried about his individual numbers at all. i like to see him get himself back into shape. Uh, i love to see him get his shot right because that means that the Dallas Mavericks will start winning. I'm not a Luka fan. I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. I was a Dallas Mavericks fan before Luka almost said something very graphic. I was a Dallas Mavericks fan before Luka's mom's eggs was fertilized. All right. And I will continue to be one after Luka retires
1: or phone them grave.
0: So worrying about his individual accolades is not on my mind at all. And I would appreciate it if I didn't have to see the bullshit on my timeline. But I'm gonna still make the agenda jokes. I'm gonna still make the agenda jokes all day because that's what I do to not go off on y'all every single day on the timeline.
2: I channel my energy into jokes so I'm not cussing people out on the timeline. That is why
0: Optimus Bibs exists. And I wish it had never happened, but it is here we are. So
2: with that said, the agenda is clear. Lucas coming. And the Dallas Mavericks are coming. Maurice, you can you can you can come back, brother. Pause.
1: <laughs> anyway Yeah uh, to, to, to everything you said Especially the MVP shit man Come on we not doing that And I tell people all the time Like you know I see a lot of Maz fans They be like Oh my goodness I can't believe this team Is doing this uh, Luka's gonna leave And I'm gonna leave with him Hey y'all can go with it. But I tell you straight up I still rock with Luka But I haven't been a Dallas Maz fan Since I knew the Lord motherfucker Was even alive So Yeah I'm gonna continue to be one on them grave We'll be back with the unsung hero in the weekly forecast after these messages. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking Luka Doncic getting Navitsa Zubak on a switch, on a pick and roll too good to pass up. Barbecue chicken cooked. You won't be cooked because new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook sports book for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Avoid where prohibited minimum $5 deposit gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888 789 seven, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny y 467-369 damn
1: girlfriend no, I was <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy as hell they had you do all that I, I just knew you was about to do hope penny again
0: no i couldn't do it
1: we are back ladies and gentlemen for the weekly closing segment we know y'all look forward to it every week it's pretty much our staple it at this point as part of what we're known for i will give you the unsung hero of the week brother bibbs will hook us up with the weekly forecast what we have to look forward to next week so without further ado no drum roll i don't need it i'm gonna give you the mavs outsiders unsung hero of the week and it goes to Back to back winner Mr. Reggie Bullock Reggie Bullock has been Extremely consistent lately playing Up into, up to and even Sometimes above his contract Losing Tim Hardaway Jr. He stepped in nicely it's almost as If the production has not left Hopefully he can continue This production either throughout the season When our new players are Implemented with Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertons and maybe even if Tim Hardaway Jr. returns This season, we're definitely going to need his defense and shooting in the playoffs. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come for Mr. Bullock. He wins Mavs outside his unsung hero of the week. Back to back. Now, I'm going to go back to my brother Bibbs for the weekly forecast.
0: Bibbs thank you race you know it's uh been an interesting week i uh i feel like reggie bullock's actually becoming one of my favorite players these days it's uh been an interesting turnaround uh he might be a, a early front runner for unsung hero of the year what are you thinking uh,
1: hey man not too many people have won back to back and he's up there with josh green uh when it comes down to the end of the year had to tally the votes it, it, it's gonna be tough but Right now, he's a candidate for me to buy a jersey. Who knows if he keep playing like this?
0: (laughs) I don't buy jerseys unless you're worthy. Feel me. Now, let's get into this weekly forecast. We've got two games for the Dallas Mavericks this week. First, we're going down to Miami to feel the heat. (laughs) And it is going to be hot, folks. The Miami Heat are on a five-game win streak. They've taken over the number one spot in the East they are a beast, and they are not playing in the least bit. Uh, this is a dangerous team. You know, I haven't really been watching them this year, but they they, they will be a challenge. They have Bam at a bayou from the bayou, and I don't want to try you, but he might try to dominate the paint against us with just White Powell in the middle. Hey, diddle, diddle. It's going to be a problem. Uh, moving forward in the week, we're going to New Orleans to play the Pelicans, and it looks like they're seeking relevance because they made a trade and got C.J. McCollum. A lot of people wanted them to throw in the towel, and they said, how you like me now, towel down? Come on down. And, you know, Zion, we haven't heard much about him. When's he coming back? They're likely making a push for the play-in. They're a half game back of the Blazers right now, and they're definitely uh, trying to get to that spot. Should be an interesting game. Uh, CJ McCollum had 36 the other night, if I'm not mistaken. So nice way to close out things before we head into the all-star break. I would love to see us split these games at worst. If we can upset the heat, it would be beautiful, but we definitely cannot lose to those Pelicans. We got to hold down our spot in the division. Now, special edition weekly forecast we got the all-star game and luka Doncic is playing so i'm wanting to talk about it uh, luka's on team lebron if i'm not mistaken i honestly didn't look at the full rosters but somehow Luke, team lebron is loaded luka coming off the bench hopefully he does get loose i know historically mavs have not gotten busy in this game but i feel like luka will one day be the the exception i hope he has some fun i hope he throws some lobs i hope he does some tampering race back to you uh all right
1: i'm gonna ignore the tampering line but um as far as my predictions for the week i'm gonna play it safe and go one and one miami heat look like a contender in the east right now uh one of the few contenders in the league uh i think if a guy like Jalen Brunson had a bad time against the Clippers. I think it's going to be a nightmare against the Miami Heat, but maybe I'm proving wrong. Uh, the Miami Heat have depth. They have shooting. They have playmaking. Jimmy Butler uh, is doing an amazing job at leading that team. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to get one of our bigs the foul trouble, most likely, the way he gets to the goddamn line. But... Um, I've seen us go to games. I thought we had no business winning, and we came out with the victory. But like I said, to play it safe, I'm gonna go one and one.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the safe call. um <clears throat> It's hard to predict a win against the Miami Heat, especially not knowing what our team looked like looks like and trying to integrate Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans in that game is gonna make it interesting. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that's a problem. Like if we split, that's that's a solid week for a five seed in the West. So, yeah. um, I don't really, I didn't want to do a prediction for the All Star game, really. But uh, I mean, how are you feeling about Luca potentially performing? I mean,
1: I guess uh, <laughs> the All Star game is hard to predict because sometimes the starters don't even play some of the most minutes. Like, there's no way you're telling me Andrew Wiggins is going to play. <laughs> More minutes than most people in the All Star game, like so. I don't even know what Luca's minutes are going to look like. Uh, we'll see. I just want to. I just want to see a fun, semi-competitive game.
0: Yeah, I mean that's all we really want out of the All Star game. So uh, I already know you didn't like the 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 Rising Stars challenge so we wanted to talk stupid. about. That, that shit <laughs> we won't even talk about that. Um, but it should be fun. It should be a fun week. I'm ready for the All Star break. Um, it's gonna make that following week pretty interesting, but uh, I think that's really all all I had. I did want to think we got a couple minutes here. We can we can briefly touch on some other stuff, uh, as, like plug our plug ourselves and whatnot on our way out here.
1: Uh, okay. Plug. I mean, you talking about our other podcast or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just released the Mind of Reese podcast episode sixty three today. Released it this morning. Uh. In honor of the Super Bowl, which took place today, uh, we ranked our top 10 Super Bowls of the 21st century. That's the year 2000 until now. Uh, this is the first t- it was fun doing this. I always love doing these rankings with them. But this is the first time we did one where it was where no one was like, all right, Derek, like your, your list is fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> so uh, it was fun to do nothing egregious. Uh, It was fun reminiscing on some of those games Some games I haven't talked about Or seen in a very long time uh, Going down memory lane Uh, Jerron is also a Sixers fan For the people who know So he gave his thoughts on the Joel Embiid trade I mean, oh my goodness Joel Embiid (laughs) trade The James James Harden (laughs) trade The James Harden trade Um, I didn't talk much about the The Mavs trade on there Since we did it on our part I just, you know Summarize some stuff, but um, yeah, there's that uh, football season is over, so going forward on the podcast, we're going to be doing a lot more discussions and topics and things that's going on in pop culture. Since we're not talking about football every week, um, I'm gonna try to start having guests come on again, um, but yeah, that, that that's really it. Uh, I'm gonna be back on YouTube soon, hopefully within the next two weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to the YouTube at Mind of Reese. Make sure y'all check out the uh, the Mavs Outsiders Instagram. I've been posting on there the past few days. I'm gonna continue to do so at Mavs Outsiders Pod on Instagram. Uh, Even posted a little questions thing. Got a little interactive on there. Uh, Asked people give their grades on the Mavs trade a few days later. So uh, gonna be content on there. Obviously the Twitter and be on the lookout for YouTube.
0: And I know people have been asking about that, YouTube. So th- thank you for mentioning that. Um, on my side of the world, <clears throat> I'm actually just now starting this last requirement for this degree. And it's it's a big project. I, I'm probably going to, it's going to slow me down in a lot of regards to some other stuff I'm doing, but it should be over by the end of March. But I'm still going to try to get these reviews cranked out on the Bibs Quarter Pie. Uh, now, two things I've watched recently. I did go and see Death on the Nile this weekend. And I know, Reese, you said you were going to potentially see it tomorrow. Yeah. So, depending on how that goes, we could maybe do a knockout review. If you're not available, I will definitely do that one solo if I have to. Okay. I'll let Um, you know. Same time, I watched the first episode of Bel Air. Ah, that came out today, didn't it? They dropped the first three episodes. So, the first episode was an hour. So, I just watched one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it They they started out with J. Cole And then immediately transitioned to Freeway Like in the first minute you got <laughs> J. Cole on the freeway
1: So question, question If we're not able to do Death on the Nile Would you like to review the
0: first three episodes of Bel-Air? I just want to talk about the first one Okay Um, Sean said he was going to watch it tonight So he's also potentially available for that I'll probably watch uh, it tomorrow Okay, so however it goes if you want if you would prefer to do that one well, we can definitely do that one and that'll just make everything easier for me anyway. Yeah, we'll see all right cool. Um, but I'll do I'm doing both. I'm, I'm definitely reviewing both yeah. definitely want to knock that out tomorrow if I can um before the heat game on on Tuesday since I try not to double up recording all in game days Gotcha. but, but uh I like I said I, I won't get into it too deep but I definitely enjoyed it I think they actually have freeway as the coach of the basketball team in Philly. Um, and they actually do start out in Philly. You get a good glimpse of Will's life before he leaves.
1: Okay,
0: uh, I love what they did with the characters. I love what they did with um, the relationship between him and Carlton. Um, it's not as jokey, but the tension is there and and it, it worked for me. Uh, I like how they changed the characters. It's It's definitely something, like I said, I'm going to do a full review on Bibs, the Bibbs Corner podcast, so definitely check for that. But quick elevator review. If you halfway were interested, definitely check it out. Uh, I'll sell you even further on the Bibbs Corner podcast. That's again just the Bibbs Corner podcast. Uh at Bibs Film is where I usually post most of that content. Um, and I guess you can follow me on Instagram at M as in Mary Bibbs uh, if you want to. I'm trash at Instagram though, so don't don't get your, don't get your <laughs> to, don't expect too much.
1: Uh, so before we close it out I know you're not a trailer guy You like to go into things not knowing too much mm-hmm. You did not check any trailers Out today I assume
0: I did not and I saw people talking about them And I almost started putting stuff in The mutes You should <laughs> Okay Yeah Yeah. I saw a lot of talk about different trailers And I was like shit like, Let me be careful on the timeline uh, The Jordan Peele
1: trailer dropped Yep don't want to no- see that
0: Definitely don't want to see that.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean, to be honest, Although, I watched it out of curiosity, but Jordan Peele is one of those. He's in the vein of a Christopher Nolan now when a Quentin Tarantino is like, oh, the new such and such movie is coming out. You don't even need to watch a trailer at all. Like, yeah. Because to and be the, honest, if you watch the trailer, he doesn't give
0: you anything. So I was going to say same
1: as if you didn't watch it,
0: he almost misleads you in his trailers a he lot does. of time. So, yeah. Like, I I don't want to be misled. I want to go in. I'd rather go in blind. Um, And I, you know, if I am going to watch a trailer, I would prefer to be misled. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't don't need that. It's Jordan Peele. I'm going to be in the theater. So
1: Um, the trailer for Doctor Strange, obviously.
0: I heard people Um, talking
1: about that. Did you watch the Jurassic World Dominion trailer?
0: I don't even know if I saw the last Jurassic World movie.
1: Thank God you didn't.
0: <laughs> one of
1: the worst films i ever watched in theaters.
0: I think um, that's probably why i didn't watch it. Um i
1: saw a trailer during the super bowl for a movie on coming to netflix called The Adam Project. A T O M? Huh? A T O M? Adam, A D A M. Is it a sequel? No. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, trying to I think, think if it's I a netflix about a The original it. it has Zoe Saldana um mark ruffalo and ryan reynolds it, it looks pretty neat it it's coming in march neat. okay
0: yeah I, I usually don't look a month ahead i usually start on the first of that month and look at what's coming out that month so i just yeah. not one that was on my radar yet yeah it looks pretty good this
1: is my first time hearing about it so okay um,
0: awesome
1: There's that um apparently lord of the rings has a prequel movie coming to amazon prime
0: <sighs> i saw people talking about that too um, I saw somebody said they they maybe need to go back and watch the Lord of the Rings movies because the trailer looked that, that crazy.
1: That. The trailer looked great. I just I'm not going back to watch no fucking Lord of the Rings.
0: Have you you haven't seen it either? Are the, them the, the Lord of the
1: Rings? Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. That's why I'm not okay. going back. No, to watch this them. person
0: had not seen them ever. Oh, okay. and the trailer was so good they wanted to see them. Oh, okay. reminds me of the Force Awakens when I went back and watched all the Star Wars movies because I was curious.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just, if that person is listening, (laughs) you're going to, not going to be disappointed as in their bad movies. It's just the shit they showed in that trailer. You are not going to see in no fucking Lord of the Rings. (laughs) You also have to remember Lord of the Rings came out 20 fucking years ago. So true. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, not much coming up on the agenda. I don't know what the next movie is going to be for me after death on the Nile. Uh, I'll have to look into some things, but the Batman. That's next month, though, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing really coming out. I think Dog comes out. Oh, Uncharted, Uncharted is the next. Part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We said we were gonna do Unch- yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: So, <laughs> when does Uncharted come out this month? Come out next next week. Oh okay, cool. Back to back weeks. Cool. Yep. Um, I may go see that Saturday. Sometime Saturday morning. I'm definitely seeing a Saturday. All right, cool. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that, but. Signing off. My computer is about to die, so yeah, we're going to sign off. Signing off for Reese. (laughs) Signing off for Reese and Bibbs. We will holler at y'all next week. Run this up like y'all ran the emergency part up, man. And leave a review. Leave a star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tweet us. Tweet us. Yes, always tweet us. We love to hear y'all tweet about the episodes. And we'll holler at y'all. Peace. Peace.